Hello and welcome to the Peter and Sebastian NFL Podcast, Season 2 coming at you. This is your host, Peter, who is a Packers fan and also an NFL fan, and... Sebastian, a Bears fan as well as an NFL fan. Who is the co-host. We are excited to bring you Season 2 starting today. This is August 11th. So, Season 2, Episode 1, very exciting. Today we are going to talk about predictions for the Green Bay Packers game versus the 49ers. Uh, but this is obviously preseason. So this is it's going to be interesting to find out which rookie receivers and how Jordan Love st- does because I saw the other day that Jordan Love is going to be starting uh, the 49ers game, which is very exciting because I really do like Jordan Love even though uh, he hasn't been the starter. So I do, I, I do, can, I do see, uh, and unless this is like a uh, a third time repeat of how. Uh, Brett Favre was booted to the side after three seasons. After three seasons of Aaron Rodgers sitting on the bench, will that happen to Aaron Rodgers? Who knows. Anyways, I, I think, what 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 would you want to see? Who do you think has a higher outcome of winning? Uh, uh, just in broad, just to be just broad before some before we break some different key details between players who do you think would win as a team 49ers or the Packers okay so I'm looking at this game and obviously from a weapon standpoint Niners have the edge they obviously have Debo okay obviously when you look at both teams from a weapon standpoint you have the 49ers with Debo Samuel and George Kittle obviously the Packers just lost Devontae so offensively you might look to give it to the Niners, but the Packers' defense is so much improved that I think if you look at the backups coming in for the next two to three quarters of the game, I think the Packers might be able to win this one just because they have the depth at all the defensive positions that you need to have. So just uh, predicting a rough uh, winner, I'm going to go Packers on this one. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm thinking this upcoming season the defense is going to be – better than the offense that was the same thing with uh better than the offense for the Packers I think that um that's the same thing where the defense last year for the Packers was a lot better because out of those three um Matt LaFleur's first three years the defense was really the better part if you know what I mean for sure because you can't win a game without defense and really, always the struggles that they've had is special teams, and we'll see how special teams will do too. You know. Yeah, that's going to be something interesting to watch for both teams. Yeah, this pen doesn't work. I'm trying to write down the time between where I have to clip that thing. Yeah. So which which player, uh, which which three players uh, stand out to you? that you like to see kind of improve for the Packers on on offense or defense for the game? Okay, so if I'm just looking at three 
offensive or defensive players from the Packers. One is A.J. Dillon because we obviously know what he's got. He's not some sort of unproven rookie, but I want to see how much more he can do. Uh, I don't know how much longer Aaron Jones has as far as being the leading rusher for this team. If A.J. Dillon can keep stepping it up in these preseason games, maybe he gets some of the carries, some more carries come regular season, and we see kind of a split backfield with Jones and Dillon. Yeah, I, I, I feel like that's probably something eventually after the preseason we're going to come see. Obviously, uh, I saw something on Instagram where Aaron, Aaron, Aaron Jones is not starting. Uh, that would make sense. Aaron Jones isn't starting for the game. Uh, A.J. Dillon is potential. We don't know. He, um, No, I mean, sorry. A.J. Dillon. A.J. Dillon may or may not be in the preseason, depending on what they want to do. Because, I'm going to be honest, there's a, like you said, there's a, there's a high highs and lows to him uh, p- performing in uh to perform in the uh, preseason, preseason to obviously keep him healthy because what they did last year really as a duo, a running back duo, they were one of the top three best. Really, it was it was is like magic how they worked together. Oh yeah, I think you have AJ Dillon who brings some of the power to the duo, and then Aaron Jones we all know is a good runner, but then provides something else in the receiving game too. So. Having those two as your backfield duo is going to be a nice nice way to sort of make up for losing Devontae. You can rely on that running game more. Yeah, really, the one who would you want to rush more of, of the running backs would be A.J. Dillon, and you'd use what they should do is use Aaron Jones more in receiving because I, I feel like he's, he's good as a running back, but if they use him um, – a tiny bit more and so obviously they still use him because he's a running back but use AJ Dillon for more carries so what I'd do is give Aaron Jones a little less carries I'd give AJ Dillon more carries during um the pre the regular upcoming season if you you kind of know what I mean Exactly, yeah. Because Cause obviously Aaron Jones is going to outcatch Dylan just based on the plays they run and when they, they put them in. So give uh, Aaron Jones 130 carries, maybe give A.J. Dillon about 160, 170, and then Aaron Jones will make up the rest of the yards in the receiving game. Yeah. What I kind of see for A.J. Dillon, if you give him most of the carries he can uh, for r- rushing, I think he could – because he had, what, 800 – 800 total yards in the regular season. I could see A.J. Dillon getting 1,000 yards if you have him giving getting most of the carries. Oh, for sure, yeah. Uh, that's what I'd like to see happen. And A.J. Use A.J. Dillon slightly in the receiving game, but not as much because he's a powerhouse. And Aaron Jones, he's a... He's a He's a squiggle man, if that kind of makes sense. <laughs> uh, exactly, yeah. So he swerves through things and, uh, yeah, use him in the tight areas. Yeah, I, I, I think he could up it to 10 touchdowns this year. 10 uh, rushing and, like, two, like, 
Yeah, an average of two receiving. Because it's, it's insane on how they've progressed and what they've done. Both, oh, both yeah, combined. Sure. And I was taking a look. Within the past, like, what, five to six years, they've had the 49ers have had a different starting running back every single season. Uh, can you repeat that one more time? Within the past, within the past four to five years, four to five seasons, regular seasons, the the 49ers have not had one consistent um, starting running back. It's been a different one each season. That's true. Ever since they got rid of Frank Gore early in the 2010s, it's been like a, a mashup between different players. I know Elijah Mitchell last year, he was the undrafted rookie. Before that, it was Raheem Mostert, the speedster. Yep. Before that, it was like Tevin Coleman. Like They never can stick to one guy. They can't find the right one. Yeah, if you don't have the the right one, like that that kind of that kind of makes me think of how really the what the buccaneers i think are going to struggle with this season is the running game cuz really the only they only have a one running back show and that's just leonard leonard fournette they don't have another running back you know what i mean exactly yeah they obviously uh didn't re-sign Ronald Jones, and he signed with the Chiefs. So, it's just going to be Leonard Fournette running the show this year in Tampa. Yeah, but they're 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 mostly probably going to they're going to throw the ball. I think they're going to they're going to run the ball less often often because he's really. I mean, obviously they're going to ha- obviously they have other running backs, but I mean, are there there are their names that popular? No. Uh, so I think it's it's because as of looking now they have one of the best wide receiver wide receiver trios and then in the NFL one of the top top 5 not 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 the not the not the best one cuz obviously you know my opinion the Bengals have the best wide uh trio wide receiver core that's my opinion so yeah yeah, I'm just I'm just excited to see uh getting to Jordan Love. What I Yeah, no that's that's going to be interesting cuz we obviously haven't seen any action in the regular season from him and Rodgers just continues to play great. Yeah. So the preseason is our chance to be able to see oh, do we think he could run the show if Aaron Rodgers retires or if he leaves? That's the only chance we get to see if he can prove it. So these games will be interesting for sure. I do. He, he, if you, I think, I think one of, I think he does. I think he's learned over last season where, or, um, if he gets outside of the pocket, he can throw the ball and he could be dangerous. You kind of know, kind of like a Kyler Murray style. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. I think one of the things that, drew scouts to him early on in the draft process a couple of years ago is his big arm and his ability to go out of the pocket and deliver big throws. Cause that's kind of what you look for. Even if a guy is not fully prepared, if you have a guy who has all the physical attributes, then you know, Hey, maybe we can develop him into something. So that big arm is definitely something he can utilize. Like you said, when he gets out of the pocket and can make these crazy throws. 
Yeah, and, and, and that yeah, he's that one touchdown he scored while running. Uh and that that other tu- that one other touchdown that he threw to Alan Lazard. Uh he 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 threw it uh to to left it was in left field and he it was is like the throw I think like almost literally went out of bounds but then Alan Lazard somehow ended up catching it and just made the touchdown and I think that was Exactly, yeah. It was it was pretty pretty insane. That was against the Chiefs. It's and that was in the front corner of the end zone too, right? Yeah, that was the front. Um, so the front corner, so the front left corner. Yep. Yeah, yeah. I that remember was, that one. Yeah, that was that was pretty crazy. I I think the Packers' strong suit for that game was literally their defense because they they outplayed the other the, the other team's defense even though they lost. So it was a thir- thirteen to ten game. That's a that, that was. It's still a great game, even though they lost. Um, I, I I do remember Andre C- Campbell. I don't. I, I think he's not starting in the preseason. He uh, he made a crazy stop to one of the. I think it was one of the. I think it was Elijah Mitchell who was running, uh, running with the with running with the ball, and he just stopped him midair, <laughs> which was which was pretty crazy. I think that. I think that is a highlight of that somewhere. I can look for that later. For sure. Yeah, I, I, I do. I'm very interested to see what Jordan Love will do. His, because his, his percentage was really bad last year. He only had four, eleven yards. Um, but, you know, I'm gonna be honest. I, there was, there was something you might have saw for Aaron, Aaron Rodgers. Uh, there's someone asked, oh, do you see yourself playing? Until you're 45, because it's Tom Brady's birthday. He just turned 45 recently. He's like, nope. Yep. I I think, um, if I think he has like one or two more years left, because I I'm gonna be honest. I want to see Jordan Love start for the Packers. Yeah, uh, they draft him so high, and you kind of want to see what this kid can do. He hasn't played in like two three years. So it would be fun, even if Aaron Rodgers does retire and you guys don't have that guy anymore. Just seeing what Jordan Love can do would be something exciting. Yeah, I'm just and uh and like we said, the depth charts: Aaron Rodgers, Aaron Jones, and Lazard, Sammy Watkins. Great for wide receiver one, wide receiver two. Randall Cobb should be a second string. Amari Rogers at the moment, or Romeo Dubs should be um, third starting wide receiver. Uh, but Romeo Dubs, I'm excited to see what him, what uh, Amari Rogers and Romeo Dubs, I'm excited to see what they do because Christian Watson and Samari Ture haven't been there. Malik Taylor has always been the biggest downgrade I think Winfrey has been a slightly better uh yeah and Robert Tunyon obviously he's there uh there the 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 four the four tight ends that they have I 
I, I think it's been out of tight ends they've probably had within the last 15 years. I think this is the best quartet of tight ends that they've had. You know what I mean? With Simon, yeah. DeGuara, Lewis, and Davis. I, I, I think... Well, I know... Go ahead. No, no, you go ahead. I know Mercedes Lewis is that old steady veteran that kind of brings you a bit of everything besides speed, of course. A uh, little bit of blocking, nice possession receiver, gives you some leadership, and that Robert Tanya is the one that's going to give you, while maybe he's not going to bring big plays like George Kittle, he'll be the one to go downfield and sort of catch those balls that Aaron, Aaron Rodgers can fit down the seam. The same what? Uh, what was that? You said the same what? So, Mercedes Lewis is the the guy that can give you a bit of everything, yeah, block, possession catches, and then Robert Tanyan is the one that's going to give you a bit more big playability. Maybe not on the level of like George Kittle, but he'll still be able to go out there and make sure that Aaron Rodgers can hit it up in the seam or maybe on a quick corner route, something that you can get a chunk of yards on. Uh, I I see in the depth charts that uh, Mercedes Lewis is third. I'd put him as fourth uh, because DeGuara and Davis, they both are bringing something to the table and they both have improved because they, if if, if you think about it, well, obviously since Tunyon was out most of this season, last season, uh, or at least season, DeGuar and Davis got a lot of snaps during the regular season, you know? Yeah. And that was the tight end you guys drafted like two years ago, right? Uh, was it DeGuar or Davis that they drafted two years ago? I'm not sure. I think DeGuar, yeah. Because I remember him being taken like second or third round two years ago, yeah. Yeah, so they've, they've definitely invested well into tight ends because – I mean, obviously, you have your star tight end, Robert Tunyon, who's like a, I think, a top 15 one, who's really good. Um, but then you have, like, top 50 tight ends, I mean, that are decent and good, and you, you have a good tight end room. And the O-line... Yeah, exactly. The, you have a young O-line, but the O-line has improved and is looking a lot better. And David David Bakhtiari and Robert Tanyan are both out. Uh, Randall Cobb. Do we know how long uh, Bakhtiari's out for? Let's see. It says general ma- manager Brian Gudikins said Wednesday that Bakhtiari knee is progr- cro- progressing very well in his. Recovery, Bridget, Bridget Condon of the NFL Network reports. So, I mean, at this point, if it happens, like, if he ends up having uh, another year like this, I'd just retire because he's, he's been, like, he's had inj- injuries on and off for, like, what, and he hasn't played, like, a full season, and he only played one game last season, and he's, like, half a game, half of the Lions game. Yeah, I really, I really feel for him. Yeah, no, I think 
Bakhtiari has, has dealt with a bit of issues the past couple of years, and obviously when healthy, he's a top two or three tackle in this game. I don't think anyone will deny that, but I think you would just like to see him get back to health because the Packers are a completely different team when he's on the field. So, definitely, but they, they've they been able to survive without him because he's a great, great. Oh, come on. Elton Jenkins is also out. Their second blitz. Jenkins and now he's uh, the the guard, right? Yeah, he's the right tackle. Oh, Damn, are you kidding me? They're they're both they're their best two O linemen are out. I mean, Josh, I I'd, I'd say next to those two, Josh Myers would be the third best one. Josh Myers is actually pretty good. Yeah, I know he'll get a bit more. Uh, playing time, obviously, with Lucas Patrick leaving. Oh. Yeah, Lucas Patrick has been gone for, what, two three, two seasons now? Uh, he actually just left this past offseason. We we signed him uh, after he left you guys. No, I think he was on a different team besides this. He was on a different team. Let's see, Lucas Patrick. He was not on the Packers this past season. Oh, he was. I think he was rotating so much between both the card positions and center that he never stayed in one spot for long. He was on the team, and really, I didn't. I, I didn't. I didn't. I guess I didn't pay that close attention to him. Hey, he wasn't ever like a superstar. He was good enough to start, but it was always him moving around. Yeah. This. Yeah. This. Uh. This defense looks really solid. You got Dean Laurie at uh, left. Defensive end, the nose tackle Kenny Clark, obviously a legend. Jerron Reed, uh, right defensive end. He he was uh came from Ohio. He came from uh Ohio's. What was it? No, Ohio, Georgia. With Quay Walker, uh, so I'm right? not quite sure where he went to college. He went, I know he was with the Chiefs and the Seahawks the past couple of years. Oh, never mind. That's someone totally different that I was thinking of. But that's exciting, and you got Preston Smith. That's a good uh, defensive line so far. I do know who you're thinking about, though. Devontae Wyatt, he was the rookie that was drafted out of Georgia. Oh, okay. Yeah. Oh, no, he's not a starter. Um, I'm surprised he's not, though. He was drafted yeah. either first or second round. I think first. Yeah. They, uh, their, first, their first two, um, they had two first-round picks. And they were both from Georgia. Yeah. And the De- one is starting at linebacker, but Devontae is still uh, second string right now. Yeah. Qu- uh, yeah. Devontae Campbell is um, left linebacker, and then Quay Walker is right linebacker. Uh, second linebacker, I think that's what it says, uh, is Rashawn Gary. Line. LC. Be- uh, left cornerback is Eric Stokes. Uh, safety is. Adrian Amos, uh, say another safety is Donald Savage, but he's questionable. I don't know why. He must have some in- injury. Um, and Javier Alexander is uh, uh, healthy, which is great because he was not in the past. <laughs> yeah. Chris Barnes is still on the team. That's great to hear because Barnes is pretty good. 
I feel like he's going to be a really good linebacker if he ever has to come in. Obviously, uh, as a starter, it's not great, but backup, he's okay. Why is Rasul Douglas? Why is Rasul Douglas not the starter? Oh, I imagine just because they're trying to get Stokes some more playing time going into his second year. Yeah, I understand that, and yeah, that might change over time. Uh, there's uh, Mason Crosby is out. Great. <laughs> I think Stokes will actually do pretty decent. That was going to be the other player oh, I brought yeah. up. Oh yeah, no, yeah, Eric, Eric Eric Stokes had a really good season. I have a lot of faith in him. I'm excited to see what he brings to the table. Oh yeah, has a lot of speed for the position. I think he could develop into another Denzel Ward, the corner for the Browns. So obviously we'll have to see how that goes. But maybe in a year or two he'll be on the same level as Jair, and they can have two of the best corners in the league. Yeah, definitely. Let's 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 look at uh So, what would you think the outcome of the game would be like uh So, would it be like I'm I would be thinking it would be like a 21 21-17 game between 49ers and the Packers. I think it's going to be low scoring. I'll go I'll go 24 to 20, so something close to what yours was. I think not too many points. We'll see some solid game gameplay from both sides of the offense. Uh, but I think the Packers' defense will ultimately step up and win this game for them. Let's go. They have their depth chart. So Trey Lance is a starter. Jimmy Garoppolo, second string. Uh, I, I, I think... I mean, if this is just a depth chart for preseason, just like looking at the Packers one, uh, I think, well, no, I th this could be for the regular season. And I think, Trey I think Trey Lance over Jimmy Garoppolo is a smart idea, smart decision. Yeah, I think it's his time to start now. Oh, and two years in a row for Elijah Mitchell being the starter? That's that. This will be uh, this will be a new start for uh, 49ers because two years in a row they haven't, like I said before, they haven't had uh, a running back more than um, they've had a different starting running back every season. Exactly. Yeah, I don't think there's going to be any competition either. No backups that'll take his his carry. So we'll see if he can hit a thousand yards this year. That'll be big. Yeah, I I I think I think they have a solid they have a solid lineup really. I mean, the a solid a solid a solid lineup 49ers for their offense, but their their offensive line is really not that great. It's kind of like kind of like um kind of a mess. Yeah. It's, you you got Trent Williams, the All Pro. He's obviously top one or two tackles in the NFL, and then after that, it's a mix of guys that are either okay or just average at best. Yeah, and their deep their defense is probably in a. They have a great defense, obviously, because you have Nick Bosa, uh, your your star of the defense. So exactly, yeah. I, I think Nick Bosa. I think Nick Bosa will 
take this year to really show that he should be talked about More. with TJ, TJ Watt and Miles Garrett in that company. And alongside his brother. Exactly, yeah. I think, obviously, he's played in the league a little bit longer, so Joey has a little more recognition, but athletic traits and going as far as what they can do physically, I like Nick Bosa more. So definitely alongside with his mm-hmm. brother, too. Those two will be will be up there in the top five in the league yeah. for edge rushers. I mean, I'm uh, yeah, I understand. But their, their defense is a – I mean, I'm, the only reason I'm saying their defense is also a mess is because – they have one, two, two players are not. They have two players that are out, and they have two players that are in IR. But I mean, some of those are fourth string. One of those is second string, and they have three players who are starters who are questionable. So that's messy at the moment. Yeah, it's kind of it's kind of interesting. You have two superstars on the defense, and then everybody else. You just kind of have to see how they perform. Because I. Nick Bosa and Fred Warner, they're elite, but I don't know if they can carry a whole defense. So, interestingly enough, I want to see how the rest of the defense performs because if they can perform okay, then I think they'll be fine going to the season. Totally, totally. I am excited for their Bears, this Bears team. Even though, I'm going to be honest, you guys are at the moment, have one of the silliest wide receiving cores in the league, you know? Oh, yeah. and it's, Like, I, I think, what is it? Uh, between our top three wide receivers, we have four years of experience. It's kind of sad. Yeah, yeah, and your, your, your starting wide receiver core is just, it's probably, it's, it's going to be one of the worst in the NFL. Definitely. Within the past five years, for sure, not even just this year. I think you look at Darnell Mooney, and he's the only proven talent on there. He's obviously cracked a 1,000 yards. I think he'll continue to get even better. And then after that, Byron Pringle, okay, he had some good plays with Mahomes. Let's see what he can do. I've heard that apparently in training camp, Bayless Jones is having a really good summer, so that's really good to hear. Uh, but obviously, games matter the most. We want to see what he does there. And then besides that, you look at guys like Nikhil Harry, Equinemius St. Brown, those two, higher-round draft picks, bigger bodies. You want to see them sort of get involved. That would be nice. But even that, those top five is not great compared to all the other teams. Yeah, but if you were to replace Vallis Jones with Equinemius St. Brown, I mean, obviously, I don't know much about this Jones person, but he's was what just just drafted, right? Uh, just drafted, yeah. I I'd, I'd take Equinemius St. Brown as wide receiver three, and in, in, instead of Jones, because I haven't heard too much, and he would was drafted late, and he's a little older, right? A little older, yeah. That was one of our big concerns that he's like a 24-year-old rookie coming out of the draft when most receivers are 21. Yeah, and I'm, I'm, oh, this is, I'm kind of, my, the most exciting thing, I'm excited besides Justin Field now that I just saw it, that's um going to be the tight end, uh, the number one tight end, because obviously when uh, Jimmy, uh, 
what was his name? Jimmy Graham was there. He was a what wide receiver one? Uh, no, I mean tight end. He was a t- n- n- uh, number one tight end, right? Yeah. So the first year that Jimmy Graham got here, he was the the number one tight end. And then last year he took a bit of a backup role, but he still took some some targets away. So it'll it'll truly be Komet's year to get yeah. all all the catches. Oh yeah, I'm I'm very excited to see that because I like Komet. Like I said in some uh, podcasts back, and well, I'm is Jimmy Graham retired? I think he's officially retired. Yeah, mm. this was his last year. Uh, yeah, I I think I think it's I think it's past due, and I, I think that was a smart idea. Yeah, I don't really know how much he had left in him. Still, I was happy he retired as a Bear, but yeah, he wasn't going to be able to provide too much more. Yeah, you you guys, but your guys' your guys' O line does not look too strong. It's a, it's better than it was last year. That's the yeah. only thing I'm positive well, about. But it's a it's a big old mash of people who have just backed up here. People who have moved around the league, so it's nothing solid at all. Uh, I'd say one year, you got one of the most, you got one of the best centers in the league. So, yeah, Lucas Patrick is going to be solid. If you can start on the Packers O line, you're good. So I'll take Lucas Patrick, Cody White here is a Pro Bowl guard, and then the other three, both tackles and the right guard, is just not going to look good this year. I do think, I think really the only like strong strong suit person that I can think of right now that you guys have on your defense would be Robert Quinn. As far as overall talent, I would say Robert Quinn and Roquan, but obviously we've heard about the Roquan situation. That's not looking good. He's yeah, asking no. for a lot of money, and then Poles is not willing to pay him. Yeah, totally. I, 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 underst- I understand that. Our secondary is really young. So that's not more of a, oh, we're good now. That's looking out for the future. Two rookies drafted this past uh, summer, and then Jalen Johnson two years ago. So hopefully they can develop, make this defense a little better. But right now it's just Quinn and Smith, unfortunately. I'm still excited to know that you guys have Khalil Herbert. He's He, he had a pretty decent season last season because he took more of a starting role since David Montgomery was out a lot of the season. Exactly, yeah. I think Montgomery was out like four or five games, and Herbert just took advantage. I mean, he only had 433 yards, two touchdowns, but I feel like they should, um, this upcoming year, they need to do, they should split it because you, you can't just rely on one running back the entire time. That's that's how a running back can get injured. I, I, yeah. think, I think that's how, what, David Montgomery did get injured, right? Exactly, yeah. He got a lot more of the carries the first four or five weeks. Yeah, you got you got to split it up each game. Like, get each have them. Like, yeah, it's got to be split, split, split. And Herbert did not do bad at all. I think during those those four games, he had like 350 yards, only one touchdown, but the yards per carry was good. And obviously, behind a bad O line, that's impressive. So. Splitting the carries would definitely not be a bad idea. No, yeah, I I think it's a great idea. Yeah, and I'm I'm gonna be I'm gonna be honest. If so, moving on to the Chiefs here. 
I want to. I I definitely want to do spend a, a lot of time on the Chiefs. I know we spent a lot of time on the Packers, but the Chiefs will take some time breaking down because just literally they reinvented their entire new. They reinvented their wide receiver core. Besides, McCole Hardman was really the one only one they had left. Exactly. Yeah. For for me, it's going to come down to three players. Obviously, McCole Hardman we just talked about. He was there before. MVS. I know you know a lot about him on the Packers before. Oh, definitely. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster on the Steelers. We'll see what he can do bouncing back. And then the one I'm excited for is Sky Moore, the rookie, who's not in the first three starters right now. They have him as the best second string, but if he gets a chance, I think he could really make the best of it, especially with Mahomes as his QB. So, obviously, the other three are going to be starting right now, but I'll be looking out for Sky Moore as the preseason goes on, just seeing what he can do. Yeah, I do. I do. I do. I do think what they have at the moment is a smart decision. I'm. I'm. I'm pretty. I'm surprised that MVS is start is a second white string um second starter over McCole Hardman. But I I I think one of those biggest thing is because of his height and also his speed. So he's the fastest wide receiver they that they have. Exactly, yeah. It's definitely him and Hardman, but I think they gave the edge to MVS just due to the height. So obviously that his hands could be better, but I think physical attributes is something you're looking for. You're trying to get as close to Tyreek as possible, oh, getting yeah. open. And really, when it does happen, MVS really can, like in in those like key scenarios, he's made some like really good plays. Especially, I was just watching, uh, not too long ago, probably within the last two to three weeks, I was watching the. Uh, when he used to be on the Packers last season when they played the Baltimore Ravens, when the Packers played the, the, the Ravens, I, I yeah. watched some of the he, – he caught some crazy throws in that game. And he, I think he also scored a touchdown in that game too. I think so, yeah. Yeah, that was, that was really crazy. It's and I'm, ex, I'm excited to see what they can do. Well, what what I mean, Marcos, what will things can do? Because right now he's been this will be be his fifth year in the league right now. I think so. I think so. Yeah. Yeah. Because from last season, I mean, I think before he has thirteen touchdowns, but I think the season this past season, um, the season before that season, the nineteen twenty twenty season was, I think he had a better season. Um. Because he only really he only had 430 yards and three touchdowns, uh, I th- and 28 26 receptions. I think he had more receptions this season before, because he was basically he was basically like, like those Matt Lafleur's two first years. He was a wide receiver too. I think he because he would get more receptions than Lazard. But then this past season, Alan Lazard was the second goatee guy. The goatee guy after Devontae Adams, you know what I mean? Yep. The go-to guy, not the goatee guy. What the heck? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, goatee, yeah. Put a goatee on a football. <laughs> yeah, 
Yeah, so only 2,100 yards in his career so far, but I do think he can improve. Uh, Juju Smith-Schuster, how long? He's He hasn't been in the lo- lo- league that long, has he? He's only 25. He's still pretty young. So that's the thing. He's only 25, but he's already been in the league for five years now. Hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I think he got drafted when he was like 19 or 20. So Mm. just a really young year to get drafted, but he's been in the league for a couple of years now. Has had some good seasons, but hasn't been as effective as we thought he would. Yeah. Makes too many TikToks. (laughs) Exactly. 3,800 yards. Not bad. Not bad. 26 touchdowns. You think we would have more than that. Since like everyone's like, oh, it's Juju, all this hype about him and stuff like that. Yeah. So, subpar, you know. I I think, I think come watching him, I think if you put him in the preseason, watch him, debate him, maybe eventually either, I think, the wide receiver role if Juju if Juju is not the go-to guy. It's down between MVS and Sky Moore because you can't have a guy if he just keeps making too many TikToks. Yeah. <laughs> no, that's definitely going to be a, a receiving core to watch out for because Patrick Mahomes, we know what he can do. I think he'll be fine no matter what, but we just want to see which of those wide receivers gives him the best options. And I think MVS will keep his job. I think Sky Moore will come into the, the starting starting role so juju he's gonna have to make sure he steps it up to stay on the starting starting spot yeah yeah like you like you said i think i think mvs will stay there is either either mccole hardman or juju will get booted out because you one of the top three fastest wide receivers in the league you're not gonna why would you boot him out of the starting lineup you know yeah Like not boot- it just depends though on on the skill set that he brings and what you see from him in the games because you saw John Ross set the record for the forty yard dash and he hasn't caught more than like five touchdowns in his career. It's that's crazy, you know. Like speed isn't everything, though. Yeah, I'm uh, I'm very excited for that. Uh, Patrick Mahomes been in the league what six seven years now. Mahomes, yeah. Um, I'm going to guess five. Let's see. So it is five, but he started for four. Mm-hmm. Because he sat one year behind the other guy. Yeah. I honestly think that was a good move for him, too. Sit behind Alex Smith, just watch him do what he does, learn a little bit, and then next year he pops off. Yeah, his because um, his, he started in 20, 2017. He was a backup. He... Had only twenty two hundred eighty four yards, but then his first starting season five thousand nine hundred and five thousand five thousand yards and ninety ninety seven. That's that's crazy. Exactly, and he became had, the the only the second quarterback ever to throw for five thousand yards and fifty touchdowns. That's that's crazy, and and but plus twelve interceptions. Uh, I mean, yeah, that was his first year starting though, so I don't ever knock him too much for that. Yeah, no. But he already has uh the funny thing is he already has 37 interceptions. That's more than 
uh, yeah, obviously, and I could I could bring up I could talk about how Aaron Rodgers is Aaron Rodgers and Kirk Cousins both have are two of the best who have the best interception ratio of all time. Um, but I I wouldn't I wouldn't I'm not gonna I wouldn't do that right now. So because we're just talking yeah. about the preseason, uh, rushing his only eight rushing touchdowns really I thought he would have had more than that I would have thought that too I know Josh Allen is like the big running quarterback in the NFL right now but I thought Mahomes would have a little bit more how much does he have he has only eight in his entire career okay yeah Josh Allen is 31 wow and what what year did he start uh he must have started like he started in 2018 really Wow. That's a lot more than you'd think, yeah. That's crazy. Yeah, I'm just... I do think, I mean... I wouldn't have Patrick Mahomes start in the preseason. Gonna be honest. I'd have Chen, Ched, Chad start because you also want to be careful with him, you know? Yeah. But I, 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 I'm to be honest, don't care about the running backs because Clyde Edwards Alaire, what he just, this is his second season. Yep. So. Well, he's going into his third year. Hmm. Travis Kelsey has been in the year, league for what, what, ten years now? Uh, probably just under ten. I'm gonna look this up, but I'm gonna guess it's seven or eight. Travis Kelsey. Nine. Oh, so almost the ten that you just mentioned. Yeah. So this is he was drafted the same year as Devonte Adams and Tyreek Hill, huh? Uh, so that would have been twenty fourteen. He was drafted in twenty thirteen. Oh, okay. So the year before. So this will this is gonna be his tenth season. Man, that's crazy. Yeah he he was he was um he was play, he was playing when um. So he was drafted in 2013. I think I think like uh people like Greg Jennings was still playing and James Jones. Oh yeah, definitely. That's insane like I don't know, it's just 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 an honor to be on a football field playing with guys like that or just knowing you're in the league at the same time as those guys. Exactly. Imagine how some of these rookies feel when they get drafted with like Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady and they get to play with one of the greats. Yeah. Yeah, just very in- I'm 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 not going to get into their op- offense be- um offensive line cuz they've always had a decent de- decent solid kind of offensive line, but they've always had a strong stronger defensive line than they have had an offensive line, you know what I mean? Yeah, for sure. Yeah. So that's that's kind of what my my feelings are about the Chiefs, you know? I just I think I'm going to be honest, I that should be a typical easy win for the Chiefs depending on how their three starting wide receivers perform because I'm expecting Hardman, MVS and Juju all three of them to start for the preseason cuz they need to know how they perform you know what i mean because they 
these games do and don't do and do not count. You know what I mean? So exactly, yeah. It's gonna be very exciting to see. So I think it would be like if they perform correctly, how the Chiefs want them to perform. It'd probably be like a uh, like a thirty-four. 18 game to 18 um 34 to 18 chiefs yeah but if they don't perform how they're wanting them to uh i'd say tied at 21 21 i'll go 24 21 chiefs i think the preseason is obviously a lot different than regular season. Oh, regular sure. season, I'd probably go like 35 to 20. But I think preseason, obviously Mahomes is still Mahomes. They still have, even though they lost Tyron Matthew, they still have Chris Jones. So I think preseason they'll still win, but it will be less, it will be less of a for sure win than it would be in the regular season. No, yeah, no, no, for sure. Yeah, I, I, I'm going to pay attention to these two games because these two games are really important to know what will come out with um, the wide receiving cores of the Packers and the Bears because I'm very interested to see where the Bears' wide receiving core goes because I really do want Equinemius in that starting lineup. Like I said before, that was that's a dumb decision to have uh, a rookie receiver that old as a starter. I mean, 24 obviously isn't old, isn't isn't a person who's old, but for a rookie, you know what I mean? Exactly, yeah. So, well, just, I just went, I, I, I hope Equinemius gets his sword, um, his, his shares. So. Oh, um, yeah. He'll definitely get some snaps, too. Yeah, it definitely will. And Justin Fields, no doubt, he'll start the preseason. Um, I'm excited to see what Fields does just because of the new regime, new receivers, new. It's a fresh start, so hopefully we can see a better year from him too. Hang on a second. I just want to pull something up here. I saw something yesterday or was the day before where I, uh, where someone said, oh, these are the people who are sitting out for – the Packers game or who these the people starting I think it's a post that I saved that's what I do sometimes let's see not that one not that one AJ Dill AJ Dillon did happen to say I'll just say it we got the best defensive defense in the league well one of the top 3 Who's top three in the league? Uh the Packers defense. I'll say they have the potential to play up to it. I think right now you see some teams that have more star power but for depth Packers definitely win in depth. I mean, they have a first-round defensive tackle as a backup. So that's how you know you guys have depth. So right now I'd say top five, but if you guys keep playing up to your potential, then top three for sure. 
So I saw it on this Instagram post. Um, I mean, obviously it's a Packers fan account, but these are the players that says, "Oh, the following players will mostly like the following players would mostly like likely not be playing in the preseason opener: A.G. Dillon, Aaron Jones, Kenny Clark, Sammy Watkins, Devontae Campbell, Eric Stokes, Dean Laurie, Jaron Reed, Mark, uh, Mercedes Lewis, Adrian Amos." Javier Alexander, Randall Cobb, Preston Smith, Sean Gary, Aaron Jones, Alan Lazard, Mason Crosby, Robert Tanyan, Elton Jenkins, Daniel Savage, Darnell Savage, Russell Douglas, and David Bakhtiari. So you only have... Wow, that is most of the team. Yeah, yeah. well, that's the starters, really. Yep. So you... Interesting. You parked... Um, about something. Um, yeah. Definitely interesting. Yeah, I'm I'm excited for that. Around the league recently, within the last six days, people um have said, um, where where do you think o- o- Odell Beckham Jr. will end up? It. So I was watching some stuff a couple months back and there was a point that somebody made that made a lot of sense to me right now. He's obviously still recovering from his ACL injury in the Super Bowl, Right. So I think for a team to pick him up now, they would just be paying him money just to be sitting on the bench recovering from an injury. So I think you look at later in the year when he starts to heal up, maybe teams have lost a receiver or two to their own injuries he gets picked up maybe like week eight, nine, or ten, and that's when you see him have a big impact. So if I was to give a team, I could see I could see him going back to the Browns just because they have Amari Cooper. They have uh, a, a rookie going into his second year from last year, so they would need help at receiver, and obviously Deshaun Watson would come back after six games. So I could see the Browns later in the year. Uh, I could I could also see like maybe the Saints. Saints would work too, and that would be a fun one too because you have Michael Thomas, Jarvis Landry, Chris Olave, the the stud rookie, and then he would reunite back with Tyron Matthew and uh, Jarvis Landry. Yeah, that would be a that would be an insane wide receiver lineup, because on NFL on Fox's verified Instagram account, there's a picture of him where we'll end up OBJ end up. And the teams that say is L.A. Rams, Kansas City, uh, Dallas, Texas, uh, the Bengals, the 49ers, Packers, Ravens, or the Buccaneers. I do, however, think I'm very confused because then my next safe post is by a fan account. It says, report, the Packers have reportedly shown interest in Rams' former wide receiver Odell Beckham Jr., who got injured during the Super Bowl, per sources. So, if they're interested, then why in the world... Uh, i got to scroll down a little bit more. Why in the world would Brian Gutekunst say, oh, no, we're not in the market for wide... Rec- we're not in the market for veteran wide receivers. He There was a post that said this somewhere. So, that kind of made me... I've never been a fan of Brian Ryan or Brian Gutekunst, whatever his name is, 
I've never really liked him. I mean, they've made good decisions over the years. Obviously, I just yeah. I just think that's I feel like that's very insulting to Randall Cobb because really like he's like your one veteran veteran receiver and you're saying you're not in the market and you just want to build up young. You got to I mean, if you have Sammy Watkins, okay, you have another veteran receiver. You need another you need another like Randall Cobbish amount of years wide receiver, maybe less. Kind of like around yeah. Alan Lazard's age. So Odell would be the guy. For sure, yeah. And if you, you you lose your chance, you lose your chance. There's no there's literally no other wide receiver in free agency to get. I mean there probably are, but not any good ones. Not not on Odell's level, for sure. No. Not at all. So I'm just I'm excited for tomorrow night and Saturday. I who knows I may or may not. I'm not gonna be able to. Um, uh, what time? What time is that game? What time is the Bears game on Saturday again? Uh, noon. So unfortunately, no. I can't watch it. I'll have to watch uh, a replay later. Yeah, unfortunately, I can't watch that either. I have a busy day. I have to. I have to work. Uh, most most of the most of the late morning to. Most of the morning to afternoon, and then I have to go get a suit for my cousin's wedding on over, over Labor Day weekend. So that'll be my first. Yeah, that'll be my first vacation since I've started my full time job. First real vacation, kind of nice. Oh wow! Well, I hope you enjoy that. I will. So, anyways, uh, this has been the Peter and Sebastian. This has been the Peter and Sebastian NFL podcast. Thank you for joining us today. This was. Uh, episode one of season two. I'm super excited for the future and see where things go. You, uh, as always, you can find me on Instagram or on Twitter at Peter Modric, P E T E R M O D R I C H. And you can find Sebastian at where? On Instagram? Uh, so the username is. I have to look it up because I. Oh, come on, never man. Remember. You got to remember this. The underscore one underscore Seabass. That's where you can find us. Anyways, thank you again. As I already said it, thank you again for uh, listening to this podcast, Season 2, Episode 1. More exciting content to come and up-to-date, up-to-date news. Goodbye. Enjoy the rest of your day, everyone. Until next time, you guys. Have a good night. Bye. See you later, Peter.